0: Thank you for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness. You can also find and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. All the relevant links are at
1: zerobrightness.com. We'll see you there.
0: Okay. So Josh, listeners of this show will know you as the Metal Gear Solid slash Hideo Kojima guy. I guess
1: so. I, I That's the... That's my role.
0: Yes. <laughs> so
1: tell them and me, why are we here talking about Hollow Knight? Because it's the Metal Gear Solid of Metro... Uh, I don't know. There it I is,
0: <laughs> folks. Thank you. That's it. Episode over.
1: Yeah. Because no, uh, it's it's good and that's why you talk about things, because they're good. That, very <laughs> well
0: uh, Very, very well put. Hollow Knight is good. Um, yeah, Hollow Knight is the game we're talking about today. Hollow Knight is a game that I played many years ago, because I think that came out not long before I got a Switch.
1: I think it was like 2017-ish.
0: Yeah, and then it came to Switch in like 2018, and I got a Switch probably in like 20 early 2019. And so when I got it, I was like, well, I've been meaning to play this game and everyone's talking about how cool it is and it's on the Switch, I'll I'll play this. And I loved it, it's a really good game. And then I've been meaning to make an episode about it for years, but then you hit me up and I was like, hey, let's do this, so.
1: I was like, hey, where's where? the Hall Knight episode? I was like looking to listen to it and I was like, <laughs> where is it? And it's like, oh, it's not there, okay. You have to Someone's make it. Someone's fucking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you have to make it, it turns <laughs> out. Um, But yeah, I mean, Hollow Knight, I think, is now like a really important game. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. I think that when we talk about Metroidvania games, like the modern like explosion of Metroidvania games, because now there's like a billion and you can find whatever you want. Like, do you want to be a cat? Do you (laughs) want to be a ghost girl?
1: Do you want, you know, it's like...
0: (laughs) it's like you know uh it's like flavors of vape
1: or that's something. that's the way it should be man <laughs> that's the way it fucking should be i think <laughs> choose your own adventure type deal
0: yeah for sure but like when hollow knight came out i don't
1: feel like that was true no and like, no I- there's definitely a resurgence i'd say after that yeah mm-hmm. and it's because it it nailed it so hard i feel like um i mean it's more it's more metroidvania than fucking metroid mm-hmm. i mean the new metroid Uh, The newest one that came out, Metro Dread, uh, doesn't like hold a candle as far as like exploration or anything like that. With regards to how Hollow Knight kind of nails that, Mm -hmm. just being like, oh, I can go anywhere and everywhere, uh, and just kind of explore and and figure it out. And there's going to be something that I don't know. It does it does a lot of things really well, but as far as like number one, I think it's the exploration because that's what you're looking for when you're looking for. Metroidvania at least I am uh, yeah that's kind of the you know and it's a soul's like Uh and exploration is a big part of those games as well yeah. um, well they took a really interesting approach
0: to it which is like and, and this is why I think it's so important now because they did something weird and then it just became the template but like the way that they approached it was like the baseline is Metroidvania but they took it very literally so it's like part Metroid In part Castlevania. (laughs) And to me, the difference is like Metroid is kind of like the faster action side of it. And Castlevania, like the Igarashi era Castlevania stuff is all about exploration. It's big maps. It's good maps, which is something that I've talked about on this show before and that we'll talk about definitely a lot here. But it's like giving you a really good map that's fun to explore making sure that the exploration is well paced, giving you that point to point feeling. So you're like, okay, I'm going to go from this save point to the next save point or like whatever. Um, And so it's like half and half of those two, but then it pulls in this huge dark souls influence. Uh, But then it also pulls in a bunch of like super old school, kind of like unexpected influences. Like I listened to an interview with those dudes and they were talking about how their biggest influence was Fazanadu. Which is like an old NES game that's kind of like uh that sounds
1: made up as fuck. For for sure. Xanadu. <laughs> it does sound made up.
0: <laughs> it's one of those games where when you have to say the name out loud, you're like, <laughs> why? Uh, but well, so it's actually there was a game called Xanadu, like a Japanese action adventure game this okay. in the mid to late 80s. Uh, and then they made a Famicom version, and they were like Famicom Xanadu. Fazanadu. So Jesus. <laughs> right? And Fazanadu is kind of like a classic banger. Uh very, very underrated game. Um, it's super, super good. But yeah, it you know, Fazanadu and Zelda 2 are both big influences on Hollow Knight. And those are both games that kind of sit in their own weird, cool, distinct little pocket, especially of that era where it's like it's a side scrolling action game, but it has an RPG adventure game component, not necessarily in terms of having deep stats or leveling per se, but it's more just about giving you an open-ended world to explore and to do things in the order that you want to do them. And so I think that like hollow Knight has that feel. And I think that also kind of differentiated it and gave it its own vibe. Cause like, when I picked up Hollow Knight, actually, funny story, for people who listen to this show who know me now as like this FromSoft maniac who just like <laughs> loves FromSoft, I played Hollow Knight when I was a FromSoft hater. And I was oh, okay. like, Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, this is what I want. Like Dark Souls sucks Hollow Knight rocks.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It's very accessible. For yeah. sure. It doesn't have that like just where am I, you know, component when you boot it up. I mean, that's that's definitely part of the souls uh aesthetic that I've ran into was just okay break out the break out your wiki and Mm -hmm. uh figure it out it doesn't have that which you know for a lot of people is probably a a positive um but you're right it absolutely nails some RPG elements uh without having to have the boring like you know number go up kind of deal yeah um because you can make builds and stuff with the notches and that that's really fun. That's a huge fun component of it. Is that, you know, I can't beat this boss, but if I kind of play Tetris with these buttons, these you know these little badges that I've acquired, yeah. uh, I can I can maybe make something where I can eke out a victory. And that happened multiple times with bosses for me, where I just, all right, if I tweak this a little bit, it got me over the hump, and um, that's super satisfying. Like yeah. that's that's one of the most like satisfying things you can do in a video game. It feels like. Well,
0: for sure. And I think it is worth talking about like how much this game pulls from Dark Souls. Because for one, you've got the death mechanic. Yep. It's just got the Dark Souls death mechanic. But not
1: it, as punishing, it seems like, right. because your geo doesn't fucking matter. Right,
0: yeah. And so it, it is a little bit more accessible version of, the it, same idea. it kind of
1: matters in the beginning, and then you kind of age out of it, or however you want to say that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> in the beginning of the game, it feels exactly like Dark Souls, and then closer yeah. to the end, it's like not as crucial.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's very high stakes in the beginning because Geo is hard to come by, so you're like, ah, yeah. oh. you know, in the beginning of the game, you use that little um companion person that you find that can you know uh get your shade back, yeah, and now you like never use that in the end game,
0: yeah, for sure. And so it's it's got that. It's also got difficulty. I mean, it is a hard game. And a fair amount of the difficulty is tied to bosses. I think the moment-to-moment combat is never really difficult,
1: but, like, the bosses get pretty tough. Oh, yeah. And some of the platforming can be a little wire. <laughs> right. Well, we get, we'll we talk about that. I have opinions I enjoy on that. that though. I like, I like a good platforming challenge, uh, but not if it's like something I need to to do to progress. Yeah. And most of the time when I ran into the, the stuff that was hard platforming, it was for something that was completely optional. So I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just move on, yeah. skip this. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do this, but yeah, for sure. Um, but
0: you know, the funny, it's funny you mentioned that you didn't think it was as like obtuse as dark souls because I do think in some ways it is. And I think that's one of the big comparisons to dark souls, but it's also funny. It's a reason that a lot of people bounce off of this game was like, I've heard multiple people talk about like the map system where they're like, I hated that you had to find the map for the area. And oh, I like,
1: love that. <laughs> I know, but like
0: I guess that some people just miss that at the beginning of the game where they explain that somehow. And so you can like you can like miss major things in this
1: game, which is like a very from soft element of it. Like yeah, yeah, it's a little confusing at first, I think. But once you get into it, yeah, there's definitely um kind of a cycle that you go through where you find you know, find an area and you're like, all right, I gotta find corner for. Yeah, gotta get, gotta get him singing.
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly. But it, it's it's interesting that I think they pulled that from from soft, but also from those old school NES games. Yeah, because I feel personally that like yeah, like Zelda Two, which was you know I think maybe I'm misremembering this, but I think that's one of the big influences on like Dark Souls, is
1: Zelda 2. See, I've never played Zelda 2. Oh. I've always been told to, to, to you know, stay away. That's what, that's what I've always heard, but I've heard there's other people that love it. Zelda 2
0: kicks ass. Zelda 2, the conventional wisdom for years was that it sucked and those people are just wrong. <laughs> it's like, I know it's their opinion, but it's wrong. Objectively, <laughs> they're wrong. Well, okay, sorry, sidebar, Zelda 2. So Zelda 2 kicks ass. Um, Zelda 2 is amazing because it kind of imagines like an alternate universe where Zelda doesn't become what it eventually became. And it's like, instead, it's a, it's like a hyper difficult action adventure game that goes between side-scrolling and like open world. And the open world sections are like an old RPG, except when you get pulled into combat, instead of being turn-based, it's side-scrolling combat. And so the game goes between giving you these cool towns to explore and places to kind of do your own thing and then throwing you into like insanely difficult side scrolling combat. And it's like really dark and weird and kind of scary. It has a much darker tone, I feel, than the original Zelda, um, which is already kind of a weird, creepy game. But like Zelda 2 is just so much darker and creepier. Yeah, I don't know, man. Zelda 2 kicks so much ass. I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been a big re-release remake or something at some point. But I mean, that would be
1: that'd be awesome. And they've they've proven they can do it at least with, you know, uh, with some of the the Zelda titles that they can remake them. Oh, I mean,
0: the Link's Awakening remake was amazing. Yeah. And like, I would love if they did that with Zelda 2 because it's such a cool game. I feel like, funny enough, it's kind of the same syndrome as Dark Souls 2. Where people don't like it because it's a huge departure from like a really, you know, incredible era defining work. Um, but then like secretly Dark Souls 2 is better than Dark Souls. And it's like <laughs> secretly in its own way. You could I mean, I'm not gonna
1: argue for Zelda 2 being better than Zelda 1, but I could see it. People want the same thing that they liked. Yeah. They don't want something different. Which Yeah that's usually how that goes is that if it's radically different people are going to push back for sure yeah they get
0: they get angry and they they get bots to leave bad reviews and you know it's a <laughs> whole, it's a whole thing it's a whole it's a whole fucking thing gamers we love gamers <laughs> uh we love gamers we love gaming culture the racism the sexism it's all amazing it's baked in baby <laughs> <laughs> get in the fucking game <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, you know, it's those games, I think, are a big influence on Hollow Knight along with the FromSoft stuff. And that's why it kind of has that feel or it has that vibe, you know, where it's a little it's a little um, hard to understand. It's a, it's a little vague. Uh, but I like that. I think that's actually uh, like hugely to the game's benefit. And I I feel personally that, like, playing Hollow Knight kind of got me to understand the appeal of FromSoft games a little bit. Yeah, I can
1: see that. You know? I think I might... Shit, I might have played Hollow Knight before I played any FromSoft. Um, But I didn't make the content... I didn't know enough to make the connection, I guess, at the time. I always knew that, you know, it was... I think people had called it a Souls like, And the shade... I understood the shade mechanic, understood kind of, like, the lore being, like you know, um, obscured, yeah. the story being obscured. I under, kind of understood those elements of it, but I didn't really see how much of, uh, you know, uh, it owed to those games yeah. until playing those games, obviously. But no, it's great. The lore, I love the the way they handle the world and the lore and the story. Um, I don't want shit shoved in my face most of the time. And it it just, it's, it's one of those games where it just like, has you asking questions, and even if you don't eventually get the answers to them, I mean, I could, you know, I could go and look up on a YouTube channel all the lore explanations and whatever character does. It's not, I feel like it's not even about that. It's just, like, having you, you use your imagination and questioning things. Yeah. And, like, one of one of my favorite things in the playthrough was there was a... I was in the Abyss or something, and there was, like, a, a knight uh, that was just a corpse... And it had fucking the, you know, the dream bubbles around it where you can use your dream nail. Mm-hmm. Um, it had those, but it wouldn't activate. And I was like, what is up with this dude? And I never got the answer. I'm sure I could go Google it, but like, that was just super mysterious and interesting. It's just like, oh, there's this thing that I know there's something there. I have no idea how to activate it. You know, yeah. it's probably a quest line that I could could do. But um, it just like, yeah, half of the, the stuff in the game, like, um they'd give you like a reward for exploration wasn't a, a power up or anything like that it was just oh here's this neat character that'll talk to you and say something weird that you can ponder about for a bit
0: yeah oh for sure and i always like that more than actually getting like a story explanation i feel like that's like i i do feel like that's kind of a personality test though a bit with video games nowadays cuz like You know, people associate that with FromSoft, like the mysterious storytelling, but I think it goes back way older, like once again, back to like the NES era and like back to the era when they're just you technically technologically couldn't put in all these different world elements. You couldn't do all that storytelling in the game. So you had to leave stuff out. You had to just hint at things. I think especially like the Super Nintendo era and like the early PlayStation era, I think were really cool about this because there was enough tech that you could do like interesting backgrounds and interesting architecture and stuff. But then you still had to leave it kind of mysterious. Yeah. And I feel like you either love that or you're like, I need a three hour YouTube video from like a white guy with a fucked up fade telling me like how how this all works. And, and not to say that that's bad necessarily, Um I mean, white people with fades—that's you, that's you pretty said foul. fucked
1: up fade. I thought you were gonna say fucked up face. I was like, he's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, damn, <laughs> just super mean.
0: These ugly ass motherfucking YouTubers need to get out of my I mean, fucking. I right either dude. way, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like on Facebook. So like I I do not actually like use Facebook as a user, but I just go there to like post like new episode, new
1: album, like whatever. Oh, like, that's what it's become. Yeah. Man. It's a it's like a messaging platform and uh and promote your shit platform. Yeah. But then when I do, I get the like suggested
0: reels or whatever, which is like it's like them doing their version of what they do on Instagram which is their version of what's on TikTok yeah. and so it's like the third generation eroded and <laughs> I feel like all I get is like weight loss transformation videos <laughs> and like white people getting fades at like black barbershops oh and it's just like what and, and it's so fun it's always like a haircut can change your life and it's like what is this like who is this for Jesus like Christ
1: what, what is this <laughs> Um, am I, I welcome at the cookout <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's like
0: oh Facebook but then it's like I know that if you're in the boomer sphere it's just all like COVID gave me 9G <laughs> cancer oh god Donnie died of a heart attack after he got the vaccine <laughs> and Trump's gonna be the next president <laughs> yeah and I was like what what is this
1: shit all all political all the time Yeah.
0: anyway uh, <laughs> what was I saying Oh yeah. So like, I feel like you're either cool with kind of vague storytelling and just experiencing it in the game or like you need everything explained. And I just like to see it in a game. So yeah, I thought Hollow Knight was even just like when you first boot up Hollow Knight, your first question is like, why everything is bugs? Yeah, <laughs> No answer. It's just bugs
1: is cool. Lots of dead, lots of bug. <laughs>
0: yeah. Bugs is cool. That's the answer. And I'm like, you know what? I like you guys. I like yeah. what you're doing here. I fuck with it very heavily. But yeah, then even when you get into the the actual story and lore of which there is a lot and there's a lot of good stuff. But uh, you know, a lot of it doesn't rely on dialogue. A lot of it's just visual. Um it's very very cool and I and I really appreciate that. And that's something I like when I play old games where they can just do that kind of storytelling. Obviously, I like it about FromSoft games, but like you know, I I think when I when I first played Hollow Knight, the biggest takeaway for me was like, damn, this is a good castlevania type of game for sure and like that's something that castlevania excels at because in castlevania the storytelling is even just the areas and the enemies
1: right that's it
0: like there are barely any cutscenes. there's no lore like it's just (laughs) you know it's a very simple storytelling thing if it even is but it's just you get to go to all these cool places and you get to you know so even like you know a lot of people self-included like their favorite moment in Symphony of the Night is when Alucard like sits at the table and like gets that weird flashback to like oh yeah. his like mom or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like fucking crazy. And yeah. that's,
1: that's. Yeah. Sitting, sitting, just sitting down on things in that game was like always amazing. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I can sit on the
0: bench. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you can like talk to a ghost. You can like, you know, get a flashback or like all this crazy shit. And it's like super cool. And it's it's so simple. It doesn't rely on dialogue. It's all visual. And it's not explained and it's not expanded upon either. It's not like later there's like a quest line. It's like, no, no, no. That's just it. Yeah. It was just that moment. And that that's something that Hollow Knight does really well. And I think the other big thing from Castlevania that I would say is the map. Mm-hmm. Um, the map in this game is fantastic.
1: I'm the map, on the map. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I fucking love the map in Hollow Knight. And I've said this before. I don't remember what episode. Maybe it was when, the Blasphemous episode or something like that. But like, I think that when people make Metroidvania games, they forget that the Castlevania part of it is all about the map. And what I think makes a good Castlevania map is that it's interesting to explore. It's small enough to understand inherently, but big enough that you'll get lost. And it's easy to do a loop of the entire thing.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's essential for sure. Yeah. You don't want to get tired of traversal.
0: Yes. And when I think a game doesn't do that well, Blasphemous is actually a great example. And, and Blasmus is a game I really like. And actually, I know we did a review of it where I was kind of mixed. Since then, I've replayed it twice. And I love that game. I think Blastomist kicks ass but I still don't think it's a perfect game. I still think it has huge issues. And to me, one of the big issues is that it doesn't have a very good map. Because mm. in that game, everything feels super separated. Things do not feel interconnected. And it is not easy, let alone even possible, to do a run of the whole map.
1: Yeah, right. I've heard I heard similar things. Uh, Brent, uh, one of the guys in Starak was talking about how the, the backtracking was just brutal. It, it felt sucks. Like a, yeah. And that's the thing is, like, if you play Symphony of the
0: Night or any game patterned after it, that's good. Um, But we'll just use Symphony of the Night as the example. One of the most fun things you can do in Symphony of the Night is unlock a new power and then quickly do a circuit of the entire castle to look for new places you can get to to find secrets, power-ups, like, whatever. That's, like, my favorite fucking thing to do in the game. And it's possible because despite the map being very large,
1: it is easy to get around. I feel like that's the core mechanic of a castle, of a Metroidvania, uh-huh. is the uh, is the loop and the, the oh, I just got something new. This I have my key. Where's the door? That mechanic is definitely like that. That's what I think of when I think of yeah. those games.
0: No, absolutely, I a hundred percent. And I feel like Hollow Knight nails it because it is a big map and it feels big because like the locales
1: change so much. It's the balance so well, like the stag stations are just far enough away from each other where it's not easy. It's not fast travel. It's like, you know, you are skipping to like a new, uh, new portion of the map, but you have to do some work to get there. Um, everything's balanced very well. I feel yeah. like, you know, <laughs> I I don't think it was probably like heavily play tested or anything, but they somehow they nailed the balance really well. Yeah. It's just level design and map design.
0: Yeah. Being, like, so good. Because even, like, the game, you know, you've alluded to it a couple of times. Like, the game has a lot of upgrade systems. Like, there's a few different ways that you can upgrade your character. and like Yeah, there's different, it's awesome. Yeah. There's,
1: always, there's always something more that you want to do.
0: Yeah. But the upgrade, the places you go to upgrade those things are all pretty spread out. Yeah. And so it is kind of, like, a little journey of, like, okay, well, now I'm going to go. I'm going to get a new notch for badges. And then like, okay, I'm going to upgrade my sword. And, you know, so I I felt like I really enjoyed that because it reminded me of that symphony of the night loop where it's like, okay, now I'm ready to go upgrade all my shit and maybe try a different build or whatever. Now I can go do that. And you end up exploring kind of like the whole map again. Maybe you find stuff you missed because like there's collectibles, there's extra stuff to find. I mean, in a lot of ways it's very standard Metroidvania, but yeah, it's just like so well balanced. And it's so fun to do.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's like any ideas that are totally breaking the the mold or super revolutionary, but it's just the combination of all of them and then how balanced it is is yeah. That feels new. Yeah. Um plus you know, obviously amazing art style, music, yeah, the like visual design and like the sound cues are all like I that was one thing that I noticed kind of from the jump was that there was always an audio cue. For some sort of secret, or what you were supposed to find. Like, take for example, Cornifer. You know, you can find his let. He leaves a little trail of letters, and yeah. there's like he's humming a little song. Like, it, you, you always have this thing that's kind of projecting from one side of the screen. That's like, come over here. You know, you're gonna find something.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's a great like headphones game. I remember like yeah, it was one of the first games I played on my Switch. It was like that in Breath of the Wild and both games were really fun to play with headphones in, which is not something I do a lot. But yeah, the, the music is great. The sound design is great. Great mixing. There's um, a lot of fun like cave sounds, like reverb on everything. And yeah, and the art style is amazing. I think it's it's interesting because, you know, there's a couple other games, I think, that have done a similar art style. It's so hard to nail it. Where it doesn't look like new y, <laughs> like where it looks like really like a nice animated thing. Yeah. I think it is mostly an animation. Like the animation yeah. of this game is incredible. Everything looks like so beautiful. But like, you know, the other, I think it's probably the biggest like 2D kind of Souls like game this game called salt and sanctuary and I think that oh, yeah. I think that game looks like shit and tot- oh yeah it
1: does yeah Newgrounds 100 <laughs>
0: newgrounds like stick figure deathmatch <laughs> bullshit uh you know or like I mean I think I thought that the first time I saw this game because it kind of looks like alien hominid if you remember that yeah no. alien hominid was like a Newgrounds game that became like a real boy and like actually <laughs> got like a console release and a publisher and all that it's like the one I think it's gotta be the only game that like came from Newgrounds like that. But the first time I saw it, I was like, kind of looks like alien hominid, but the animation is incredible. Uh, everything looks great. The lighting, there's like lots of cool ambient lighting on things and it's just got a great look. I think audio visually it's, it's really great, but it's also like super dark aesthetically, yep. which is neat. So if you're like a horror fan, you know, it's cool to look at. It
1: hits all those aesthetic things that you like. Um Yeah. I, I just don't get how so like first booting up the game, I didn't I was like, I you realize that it's all bugs, obviously, right away. Yeah, world but, is bugs, yeah. But at the same time, it's so stylized. Like your your character is wearing like a skull mask that vaguely looks like a bug. Right. And that's awesome. Cause like I don't know, every character that you meet is like, oh, I think I know kind of what bug that is, but it's like just stylized enough where I, it's it could be something completely different. Yeah. Um, and it has its own feel to it. Because I feel like if they did this style of animation that they have or art direction, and everything did look exactly like the bug it's supposed to be, it would be, I don't know. I, I think it would lose something. It's yeah. just, it's, it's vague enough that it just works. You know, yeah. it's like super cute and but dark at the same time, which is always a good combo. Yeah, it's
0: like the character designs are never like gross, really. No, no, is... you're
1: supposed to like you're supposed to like all these bugs that you're finding, even the ones that are evil and stuff. You know, yeah, even <laughs> the spiders that trap you and you know invite you to to sit down on the bench and then you uh, end up in like the the dark like catacombs. Yeah, they like throw <laughs> you to the wolves, basically. Even those guys, you're like, oh, Aw, they're yeah. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: really good character design. It it's really really good. Um yeah.
1: Memorable NPCs and stuff, you know, like yeah. Quirl, Cornerfur. They are like and yeah, like the the voice acting, you know, it's just like noises and I don't know, it's all just super charming and and awesome. Yeah. Definitely.
0: One thing I think is interesting with this game and really with any modern Metroidvania is to think about and talk about kind of how they manage to balance like the gameplay elements and the difficulty. And so I think that like in this game, there's a lot of combat, you know, it's very combat focused, uh, you know, beyond the exploration. That's like something that you're going to spend a lot of time doing. Um, and I think the combat is really, really great um i think that they it has such a nice feel to it this was another thing that really endeared me to this game in my FromSoft hater era was that like it was just so nice to play a game where all the mechanics were really simple so if the combat got really difficult it wasn't overwhelming because you're like okay i get it like i know what i need to do i'm just not doing it and yeah. i think if you come from old school games like if you played games on the super nintendo era or whatever like that's very comfortable for you. Yeah. That's something you've experienced a lot. And I think they really nail that here. The one like modern touch, I would say, beyond the like graphics, is really just that idea of builds, which is another thing that they ironically pulled from Dark Souls. But that's kind of like what you were talking about earlier, where you have these things called badges that change your abilities and your loadout, basically. And you know, you also have so many options for how to spend currency to upgrade your character that you can Create your own build and also modify it as you play. I think that's really cool. That's kind of a Symphony of the Night idea, but also in a more Dark Souls ish way, where you can actually go into some great detail
1: there. Yeah, and and also you like Dark Souls, you're not going to find every badge. Like you're right. going to have your own personal playthrough where you find you know the badges that you you find, and then you're going to have to all right you know. I, I can make this build out of that or I can make this build, which is always, yeah, that's fun, you know, because yeah. then then those conversations you can have with people are like, well, you know, this is kind of how I beat this boss. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you could do that. So, yeah, well, and
0: that's like, I think it's a really smart way to make replaying the game and also grinding fun. Because like I've always said that like Oh yeah, yeah. Before I got into the FromSoft stuff, the only games I would ever grind at were um
1: Castlevania games. Because like Symphony of the Night Is it grinding though? Would you call it grinding? Cuz when I think of grinding, I think of like Final Fantasy Tactics. All right, I'm going to play this <laughs> random battle like yeah. 50 million <laughs> times or level up this character. I I don't know, I just I don't even know if I would call it grinding cuz I felt like I never I never ground in this game.
0: <laughs> you never knew ground. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not just thinking about Newgrounds now. I'm
1: just thinking about like, fucking God, Newgrounds was such a cesspool, dude. I never got into it that hard. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I was. I, I knew. I know of it, and I know I probably played a bit of it, but I never was like hardcore into it.
0: For people who don't know, Newgrounds was this Flash website. RIP Flash. Yeah. one out for Flash. Uh, But it was basically like little animated games and users would make their own games and put them up. And many of them were just like pure degeneracy. Like it would just be like really crude games where you could just like cut off people's heads or (laughs) very crude sexual games. There were maybe a couple of like more fleshed out, no pun intended, okay. hentai games. Um, <laughs> okay. But generally, it was very crude and very bad. <laughs> Laser, uh Suit Larry Flash. <laughs> yeah, basically shit like that. Uh, yeah, it was an era for sure. It was definitely an era of like listening to like Steal This Album by System of a Down and just like playing a shitty game where you like wear a stick figure shooting guys.
1: That. Definitely tracks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It was an era. I, I remember playing the, uh, the stick figure game where you were like fighting. Uh, it was like a, it was like a Kung Fu movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. That one. Yeah. What was that called? Stick death or something? I think, I think that's something like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was like a surprising lack of creativity on the site that was all about <laughs> creation. So it was a lot of stuff called like stick death or like kill guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but there are some gems on there. I mean, yeah. Alien hominid. That was the big success story. I don't think anything else broke out, but I bet there's some devs working now who got their start doing new grounds. Oh, for sure. Games, yeah. You know, so, you know, it was a time. Um, well, you know, I, I see what you're saying about grinding, but I do feel like, you know, I always thought that grinding in like symphony of the night was fun. Or grinding, you know, Mm -hmm. because it. You're right. It didn't really feel. It doesn't feel quite like grinding because you get to go around and explore and like do other stuff. Because there's always something to do. But it was also fun because you were just like, well, I want to go buy this thing or I want to upgrade this thing, and see if it changes my playthrough or see if it, you know, gives me a different vibe or helps me get past this boss or whatever. And That's something that I've always really liked in games. I think that's why Symphony of the Night is so beloved. But then, like the two games following it, aren't quite as beloved. Like I'm, I'm thinking of Circle of the Moon and Harmony of Dissonance. Like those two, you can't really customize your character at all, Mm. and those are the less popular ones in that little era of the series. But then the next one, um, Aria of Sorrow, people love it. And it is a better game, but also you can like use whatever weapon you want. And if you need to look for a rare drop or get more, whatever is you can just go to the clock tower and kill ghosts for like two hours and you'll get whatever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I always thought that that was fun. And that's also like a very from softy idea also where it's like, yeah, like you're rewarded so much for grinding that it makes it worth it. As opposed to like, I feel like the classic era of grinding is like JRPGs, like you mentioned, where it's literally just like, well, I tried that boss and he killed me in one hit, so I guess I have to go back to the overworld and do random battles for three days. Unless
1: you get soft locked <laughs> yeah. into a boss ba- a multi-tiered boss battle, yeah, where you can save and then yeah, they why they give you that option? I don't know, but I get it because yeah. yeah, but that was that was my Final Fantasy Tactics experience getting oh. soft locked after the. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was the y graph fucking oh yeah boss yeah. battle where yeah. you have to beat the like he turns into like a demon and yeah yeah that was frustrating i wanted those 60 hours of my life back, <laughs> yeah. but i still it, love that game oh yeah <laughs> it's classics i mean it's, there's a lot of games that era i just have
0: not revisited in the modern day because i'm just like no absolutely not uh life is so <laughs> yeah so i, I did try
1: to boot it up a, a, like a year or two ago or a couple years ago and yeah, the first thought was like, oh, damn. I just have to like, you're know, like, wha- you know, hitting between two points on the map where like waiting for the the random battle to happen. I was like, I can't do this.
0: <laughs> I'm not this person anymore. Know, yeah, I'm, yeah. It's, yeah <IS grandson> I'm <exactly. laughs> so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel, yeah. But yeah, I, I felt like the, the customization stuff in Hollow Knight was really cool and it definitely stuck me in. And like kept me engaged with all the games, like different upgrade systems and stuff. Um, And that makes the combat really fun. I think that that is another thing, like with these kind of games where there's a bit of a struggle to keep the combat fun. If it's like too simplistic, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've experienced that playing a lot of these games, you know, or these types of games. But Hollow Knight, it's it works. It's really cool. I have been glazing this game the fuck up. So let me talk about something I fucking hate in this game, which <laughs> is the platforming. I do hate the platforming in this game.
1: Yeah, the uh, the old um, nail bounce maneuver. Yeah. Uh, that if you like, some people are able to ma- master that right off the bat. If you can do that, you're probably going to have an okay time. For me, I could not master yeah. that right off the bat. Um, definitely took a while to get a hang of that. So if you, I don't know, how was how that for you? I mean, I eventually figured it out. Right. But. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. There's. I remember I got to Crystal Peak, and I was like, I don't know if it was the the platforming or the enemies that had like fucking homing missiles on them. Yeah. But that was that was the first area where I was like, fuck this area, I never want to come back here. Yeah. And you need you need to go there to pr- this like you get the that uh flying like zoom dash where you can fly basically yeah and you need that to progress yeah and so i that i yeah i kind of picked this game up twice and that's where i quit the first time oh okay because i was like fuck this i hate this area yeah
0: that's that is probably the first time where it gets really brutal and then there's a few spots after that where it's like fuck this i don't know okay my thing with platforming in these kind of games and in general, but specifically in these kind of games, I've talked about this before, but I played so many fucking platform games when I was a kid in the nineties, everything was a fucking platformer and they were all like brutally difficult to the point of just not being fun for a lot of their runtime. And so when that genre kind of went away, I was like, oh, thank fucking God, I'd love to never do this again. And then somehow all these modern Metroidvania games, despite Castlevania, and Metroid completely lacking anything like this. We're <laughs> like, we should put like super meat boy shit in here. And yeah. it's
1: like, why? Why? There's a little bit of platforming in Metroid. I mean, you have to like wall jump and shit But it's not but... like that hard. No, it's not. It's, um, you just have to get your wall jumps down if you wanna like do the crazy shit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree, I agree. Yeah, Metroid definitely one of the things that is, the most fun about that game is like when you're doing the loop traversal feels fun and i feel like hollow knight does that as well but you're right they throw in these sections where they're like all right you got to get good at this you have to get good at the platforming otherwise you can't you can't progress through this part or yeah or whatnot um it never turned me off too bad uh but it definitely was annoying i remember getting annoyed for sure yeah it, j- it just kind of at points made me not want to play the game yeah and that, and that, there was definitely that i think that was the first time that i quit because I, I i played this game in like 2019 and then uh picked it up again recently after i uh started playing switch in handheld mode which was like it's like a whole new console when you do that yeah did you get the big grip? i did yeah yeah i did
0: oh my god the hoary gorilla grippers or whatever the fuck they're called oh my god such a game changer I played a lot of handheld Switch with the original Joy-Cons that would just deal with like, ow, afterwards. But like, yeah, you literally start like
1: your hands start to go numb.
0: Yeah. But when I got the Hori, I wish I could remember what they're called, but they still have a Target. It's made by Hori. They're like these big ass things you can put on the side of the Switch. That was such a game changer because like I could actually play difficult games handheld. Yeah, I think before I would mostly play stuff that like wasn't that difficult or like um, like reflex. Yeah. Dependent. Then once I got those, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm playing Near Automata and Dark Souls, dude. Get, um, get the <laughs> fuck out of my
1: way. Oh, man. I haven't tried Dark Souls yet, but... I mean, Hollow Knight is pretty input intensive.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I played it on my TV mostly, I think, because of that originally. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the thing with the platform in these games also is that, like, I just feel like it's such a vibe killer. For games... And it's not just Hollow Knight. And it's, Hollow Knight's not the worst offender. Not even close. I mean, I would argue that Blasphemous is maybe the worst defender because they made it so that if you fall out of off the screen, you just die. Oh, no. Instead that's, of it
1: just dropping you to the... That's old school dumb di- difficulty. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And it's like it, the whole point of the game is it's continuous. But it's the same problem. I think it's the same concept where it's like these games are supposed to be big, continuous adventure games right, yeah. that have some of the style of shorter punchier like old school games but when you break that continuity you take the player out of it and if you put an obstacle like that they're just, they're just going to have to keep coming back to you over and over and over that's not something big like a boss or something it just kills the vibe yeah. And it's also, like, it's not satisfying to get past it either. Like, getting past a boss is always satisfying. And these games all understand that, right? They give you a big animation, and they'll put some text on screen, and it's like, good work, you know? <laughs> but, like, you're just stuck on a fucking platforming thing, and then you beat it, and it's like, cool. Yeah. Okay, I guess I I guess I keep playing now? Like, what the fuck? You know, it's, it's kind of a frustrating thing, and I don't understand why it's so ubiquitous in these modern games Metroidvania games. Like, it's gotten to the point where that's, like, the first thing I check in these games where I start playing them. I'm like, okay, where is the dumb platforming? It's (laughs) coming. I know it's coming for me. And, like, even Salt and Sanctuary, which is a game that I end up really not liking, I talked about in a previous episode, I I had a million problems with it, but one of them was like, why do I keep falling off
1: of shit? Mm.
0: What is this? What is the point of this?
1: (laughs) Is this fun? Is this fun to you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a a fine line, you know. Um, I... I kind of liked it. I'm not gonna lie that sure. that it threw it in, and but yeah, I, I can see that it it's not absolutely necessary. Yeah, um, I think there are just like points in the game where it's like the difficulty spike on it is so high that it's like fuck you. Yeah, um, and I definitely got one of the things that one of the uh, abilities I got I got that helped me beat the Watcher Knights, which is like very uh, right before like the end of the game, which is probably the hardest for, for like people that are like playing this for the first time is probably like the hardest boss. Yeah. Um definitely got the thing that I needed to beat that from a very hard platforming challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like I I get what you're saying is like the the risk versus or the the reward versus the challenge is like sometimes kind of out of balance or out of whack yeah. in, the, in those situations for sure. Well, and and yeah, I
0: just it just to me, and this is obviously my opinion. I'm not like I'm right about this. It just doesn't
1: feel like it fits. And I actually, so what th- what would be a an example of it working? At least, is there a, a Metroidvania or like something like that where the platforming that you do like it, or is like is um would you even call it platforming? I guess I mean you've said like Castlevania and stuff like that. I guess it's not platforming because you're just traversing, right? Yeah. I like I don't consider and I know
0: this is like one of the early episodes James and I got into like a pretty heated thing about this where I was like <laughs> Castlevania is not a platformer. He's like, "Well, it scrolls sideways and it has platforms. It has <laughs> platforms. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, they all do. <laughs> They're side scrollers, but like yeah, to me uh, uh, it's like those games aren't platformers because the challenge never comes from platforming and it's never a barrier. Okay. So even if there yep. is like You know, Castlevania has rooms where it's like, oh, you need to figure out how to get up there. Yeah. But if you fail, you just fall and start over. And you're not going to be stopped there for very long unless you're like three years old. In which case, (laughs) put down the controller. Why are you playing Castlevania? Get Bobby, get away from there. Stop. Um, iPad children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. iPad kitties. How do I get up
1: there? I can't do it.
0: Um, Yeah, it's just like... The the difficulty never comes from that. It's never really a barrier. It's just like a little thing. That makes sense. And and I view Metroid the same way. I think Metroid is more of a platformer than Castlevania. I will say, like, they're not the same. So I do think that a lot of this platforming stuff, the seed of the idea comes from Metroid, because Metroid is more platformer-oriented. But it's like they've taken it, even further to like Mario Two, the lost levels.
1: <laughs> oh, oops. We'll stop recording.
0: They've taken it even further to like Mario Two, the lost levels territory where it's like, this is fucking impossible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And in, in Metroid, it does feel like, um, the, the platforming stuff is kind of the, uh, people trying to break the game a little bit. Yes. Um, whereas in Hall night, it's definitely, there are, it does support sequence breaks and things like that. But um, it's baked into it that there's a a lot of platforming challenges. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. I can't think of a better example of something where it's like light platforming, where it might work better, where it still has like a platforming element to it. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, like where you would say it's a challenge. Right, where I would say, yeah, this is definitely a a platformer, but it's not like it's doing it right where it's like not annoying or anything like that.
0: Well, even like, I think something that kind of comes close to it, but even just by its very nature is not a platformer, um, is Hyper Light Drifter. we like Hyper Light Drifter has these dashing challenges you have oh, to okay, do. Yeah. And so like on a certain level, it's kind of like platforming, but it's just a timing challenge. And it's something you learn from the combat. Gotcha.
1: So it's like yeah.
0: using a combat skill to traverse the world that ends up being a timing challenge that's cool and also like i think chain dashing in that game where you do multiple dashes is difficult and it's something that you don't necessarily have to master to play the game so i like that they put that in there to teach you like you okay here's how you do this if you want to use this during a boss fight because it'll help you you know it's like i didn't feel that way with the platforming in Hollow Knight. The platforming in Hollow Knight didn't make me better at the combat or the boss fights, which I think beyond the exploration is the core center of the game. You know, it's the core thing you do in the game. For sure. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's. Just, I have the same thoughts about the original Dark Souls. Like, like FromSoft games generally do not have platforming in them. But Dark Souls has these random, stupid-ass like platforming challenges that are really janky and broken and out (laughs) of fucking nowhere. And it's like, why are these in here? They don't, once again, they don't make you understand the game better. They don't make the combat better. They're janky as fuck. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is dumb. And guess what they never do again? That. (laughs) They never do it again because somebody was like, Oh yeah, like an Orlando fucking sucks. Like tightrope walking past guys shooting giant arrows at you is not chill. <laughs> like we shouldn't, ought to have done that.
1: And it's like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, I'd... you know, <laughs> can your character even jump into our souls? <laughs> um, yes,
0: but it's like the funniest shit ever. Where you you hold the run button, right? So it's like you hold the dodge button to run and then you like release it
1: oh, as yeah. you're running you can do a, I think that's what it is. See, yeah. Don't put platforming of your game. If your character has a convoluted way of jumping. Yeah. You have to like fucking DDR your controller to fucking
0: <laughs> do it. Yeah. But it's just say, you know, it's the same core problem. I think where it's like, okay, what's the core of the game here? It's the combat, you know, it's this kind of thing. It's like, okay, does this traversal stuff Feed into that, or does it make exploration more fun and interesting? If right. the answer to both is no, then it's like, oh, this is dumb. Then why? You know. Yeah. But I don't know. I like I said, I have I have a huge bias against platforming video games because it's just like I did so much of it as a kid. It was like every fucking game. It was like you go to Blockbuster, you see a cool game, you're like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Oh yeah, Batman and Robin on the Sega Genesis. (laughs) Fuck yeah, I want to play that. Second level, impossible level platform Fuck, all right, take that back, go back and start. Oh, oh, what is that cool little cartoon guy? He looks sick as fuck, take (laughs) it. Second level, it's like impossible level, like flying platform. It's (laughs) Bugsy. Oh God, not to to even mention the ones that just sucked ass, like (laughs) Bugsy. Jesus, maybe that's it, you know? Cause I've said before, me and my sister were obsessed with with bubsy like we were fucking obsessed with bubsy we played hours and hours of bubsy and it didn't dawn on us until many years later that we we're like this game is terrible <laughs> like it's not even playable <laughs> and it's like all of the worst platforming like random deaths leaps of faith like
1: all this like horrible shit that makes a platformer suck it's just that's the game <laughs> it reminds me of uh, like playing tumor tomb- i used to play tomb raider like with a buddy and uh he would just get frustrated with the platforming sections and just like uh swan dive off the highest part of the level to, to you know unalive lorecroft um <laughs> that's like the vibe at a certain point you're just like fuck this like why why
0: why did you do this
1: so i i don't know I guess that was just like, subtle way of saying he didn't want to play the game anymore <laughs> yeah oh, check this out <laughs> Yeah,
0: I just, I just feel like in a game that's really otherwise like amazing and well designed, it's just, it sticks out as something that's just like, ugh. But I I think once again, most people don't have as much of a problem with it as I do. It was just also it was weird to have that issue in both Hollow Knight and Blast. Blas- God, why is that so hard to say? Blasphemous. <laughs> uh, two games that I really fucking like a lot. But then they have that same issue of like,
1: why? You know? Blasphemous looks kind of clunky i'm sure i don't know how it plays but it seems like the platforming would be a fucking infuriating in that game
0: it's better now they patched it the original version yeah yeah and it's also like once yeah it's just it's not set up for it and like once again maybe this is my bias or maybe i'm right i don't know but it does feel like these games are more set up for combat And so even just looking at, like, so many of the upgrade systems and stuff in the games, it's all supporting the combat and, like, different abilities your character has that relate to, like, basic traversal or combat. None of them really feed into, like, platforming. So then to put in the platforming as just, like...
1: Well, yeah. The double jump, when you get the double jump, that's huge. Yeah. Like, that's the two biggest... yeah, I would say that was, like, one of the biggest upgrades was the double jump, and they save it for a long time. You usually get double jump right away, like yeah. in most games, and they save it. And it's right, it's at the bottom of the abyss, which was my favorite uh, section of the game. I don't know, what, what what was your favorite section of the game? Like, oh, part, part of the I map. I totally agree. The abyss is fucking it's crazy. It's so good. It's, it's just, so like... It's so creepy and fucking it's weird. So, like, you thought, like, the beginning of the game, you're like, all right, everything's dead, right? Uh-huh. Like, you get that from, like... Oh, dead mouth or whatever it's called dirt mouth yeah you get that right away and then it's like there's nothing like you keep seeing parts of the map they're like oh this is the most dead spot and then you go to the abyss and you're like all right this has to be yeah, the yeah. most dead spot in the game
0: yeah well and it's also i think it's cool because like if you are making dark souls comparisons which like ugh, god if anyone hates it when i do this they're absolutely they've probably thrown their phone out the window right now but <laughs> Um, like
1: they're ma- they're <laughs> masochist they if they're, yeah. if they're, they're still, still here they're <laughs> that angry. <laughs> whoops. Uh,
0: listen, the amount of weird like hate mail I've gotten during <laughs> this leads me to believe that some fairly unhinged people
1: listen to this show. Some hate listeners.
0: It's so weird to me too, because like I've never <laughs> sent anyone a message like, I hate your show or band or whatever. and I if I don't like something, I just turn it off yeah so I've never have understood the like like I understand if someone did something morally fucked up. Yeah, like if if like when
1: you killed all those children, Ali. Yeah, so which no one's emailed me about, and it was on the news. Zero, zero messages. Yeah, no one's sliding into his DMs.
0: Zero brightness, more like zero accountability. (laughs) Jesus, dude, I watched the 2020 Hulu documentary about what you did, and it was really fucked up.
1: (laughs) Uncancelable. Yes,
0: fucking strong, dude.
1: Um,
0: but like. I just don't. I don't get that. I, I've never, I've never even thought to do that. I've never even like, I've never even sent someone like a point of critis- criticism about their show or anything. It's just like, if I stop just
1: start doing it to bands, <laughs> <laughs> local bands. Hey, I wonder the if the chorus, would, dog shit.
0: <laughs> I wonder if that would work as a tactic, like negging people to be like, let me produce your record. <laughs> You guys could be so much more than you are. <laughs> oh, you could be that guy. That'd be great. Yeah, I want that for you. <laughs> I, I don't think I have the energy for that, honestly. <laughs> oh God. Um. No, I, I was gonna say, if we're making Dark Souls comparisons, it's kind of like they did their own Blight Town, but they made it cool and fun and visually interesting instead <laughs> of just like a pile of diarrhea, which is what Blight Town
1: is. Yeah. Yeah. With a terrible boss. Um,
0: Oof. Yeah, it's like they took that idea and they were like, let's make it fun.
1: Yeah, it's it doesn't, um, yeah, there's no bullshit uh, attached to it. It doesn't stand out from the other areas in, like, any negative way. Um, yeah. And it just feels just weird and awesome. Yeah. I just, I just remember it being, like, I've hit the bottom. I mean, obviously, it's called The Abyss, so I, I don't think there was anything under it. But, um, yeah, the, very cool. There's a lot of different uh, spots in the map just feel kind of iconic and awesome. Yeah, for sure.
0: And there, there's like, especially the further you get into the game, like the bosses and the boss areas just get bigger and more like grand yep. in scale, which is something I really liked. And I think it helps the world building. I love a good dead kingdom, you know, <laughs> like, God, just tap that straight in <laughs> yeah, my fucking veins. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah. Oh, like a like a rotted out monarchy. Like,
1: yes, let's Dude, fucking go. The fucking, um, the like sandworms that you find oh, carcasses. Yeah. Oh my God. So cool, very cool. It's so cool.
0: There's so much cool shit like that in this game. I mean, I think that's another strength of the game is that it just takes, like we've spent a lot of time, we're talking about its influences, but I don't ever th- like think of it in a negative way. It's no. like they're taking all these ideas that you're kind of familiar with, or you kind of know, and they're doing their own thing with it, and they're putting it into something that just works really, really well. Yeah, which that's really strong. I say that a lot on this show, and especially when talking about video games, because like, you know, video games are still a young medium. There's still a lot of opportunity for people to be like, "Oh, nobody's made a this," or "Nobody's made a this the way that I want it to be made." so i always really respect when people can do that and be open about what their influences are and stuff but still make something cool and unique yeah you know
1: such a simple idea too just like what if it was bugs yeah (laughs) and like it works so well like yeah i i don't i don't think um another game has made me like look at the world and this might sound cheesy but like I, I saw, you know, I saw like a bug and I was like, oh, no, that's a like, you know, from this clan or whatever. And I was yeah. like, ah, maybe I won't kill it. You know, like <laughs> yeah. just a little shift in like, you know, maybe I should, maybe I was, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think I, I think that's cool. You know, it's such a simple idea. It's such a you know, something that's very um, almost ubiquitous. You know, you don't look at bugs and think of them as like characters, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's a super cool thing, though. And it's something that like when media can do it, it's it's really, really cool. Like, I feel like a lot of times, you know, there's like some of the classic works of like anime, like anime movies do that really well. Like I I recently rewatched Paprika and like that's such a cool movie. And it just kind of like recontextualizing dreams or like the collective unconscious or whatever with this like insane imagery, it's like That's fucking cool. Is that
1: Satoshi Kone? Yeah,
0: yeah, Satoshi Kone. That's
1: the one. Maybe the one Satoshi Kone I haven't seen. I know, I know. It's stupid. It's like the best one. (laughs) I I don't know if I think that anymore, but I did
0: for a long time, and it is fucking incredible. I, uh, he's so good, dude. I don't know. He's the man. R.I.P. Taking too soon. (laughs) The fucking legend. Uh, but. Yeah, I was thinking about that too with like, like Spirited Away. Like, we were watching Spirited Away, where it's like the whole, like, you, they just find this kind of like abandon, abandoned amusement park. Yeah. And it like goes down this crazy rabbit hole. And so the next time you're like, buy an abandoned building, you're like, whoa, you yeah. know?
1: So I, th- I think it's cool that like Hollow Knight did that for you with like bugs. <laughs> I hadn't thought about, you know, I hadn't thought about bugs since yeah. I was like 10, right? And yeah. Maybe since Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon definitely
0: made people think about them bugs. Yeah. Yeah, there's like two kinds of people. There's like love bugs, not love bugs, you know? I find... I'm kind of closer, I think, to the like... I think bugs are cool and funny. Like, uh, we have stink bugs in our oh, building. yeah, yeah. Not super bad. It's just every once in a while you find a stink bug. And the other day I heard one and it was flying. And it was like the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. It was like so fucking loud. I thought like... <laughs> I don't know what I thought. I thought something with like a motor was dying. <laughs> like, uh, we have this little like water fountain for our cats. And I was like, oh, is a motor in that dying? And instead, it was just this like That's stink awesome. bug that was like stuck trying to go higher. And I just like opened the door and I was like, you can go outside. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, you know,
1: bugs are cool. Hollow Knight definitely makes bugs feel very cool. Bugs are having a moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> Hollow Knight's giving a moment. Bugs are so hot right now. <laughs> Right, we just had Halloween. I bet there was lots of sexy Hollow Knight costumes out there. <laughs> sexy Bug would be a banging fucking Halloween costume. Why aren't we seeing more of that? I mean, they, yeah. Actually, I, you know, I read just a... Just type in Rule 34 Hornet. You'll find some, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> I read a book once. It's called Perdido Street
0: Station. I hated it. I thought it sucked, but... <laughs> It's really popular with people who like, like, I don't know. I think it's like transgressive sci-fi, I guess is probably what it would be called. I did not think it was a good book, but it opens with a scene of like a dude having sex with like a bug lady. And she's just got a human body, but like a bug head. <laughs> and then it has like very, very like detailed description of her like opening and closing her mandibles and shit. And it was just like just Kafka porn. Is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, dude. The metapornist dude. <laughs> That's really weird. I think about that. I just sometimes just randomly pops into my head. And, like I'm just and like,
1: people celebrate this novel.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, pretty Love well liked. Um, yeah, I thought it was terrible, <laughs> but it, like it pops into my head. Like the other day, I was just like doing something on my computer, and it was just like guy fucking bug lady. <laughs> I was like, shit, I'm
1: thinking about them bugs again. <laughs> <laughs> that's your intrusive thought <laughs> oh yeah this uh, guy fucking bug, guy fucking bug lady lip. yeah oh i've got that's so a good many. one to have I yeah like that one. i've got a lot of them but that's a, that's
0: a big one for sure just comes back and you're like
1: oh <laughs> ollie what's wrong i <laughs> can't talk about
0: it. just thinking about them bugs <laughs> everyone knows what that means oh yeah weird thinking about fucking a bug lady again huh don't don't
1: don't bring it up. Don't I, bug him. I'm not to to. Don't it, bug him. Oh, no, uh, shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> we got there.
0: We got there. <laughs> it's very cool. I think ultimately it really balances it. its influences super well. So it really is the thing where, like, you get to experience all the things that it's pulling from. So you get some of that, like Dark Souls, um, character creation, difficult bosses vibe. You get the Castlevania map. You know and some of the metroid like platforming vibe and then you get that old school feel like those old nes games the like zelda 2 kind of vibe and it just comes together into a game that's like really really cool
1: dude it, the music we haven't even touched on oh, that it's so good like the music kicks ass yeah I don't usually listen to those like lo-fi beats versions of stuff, but I was listening to the Hollow Knight one and it kind of rips.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because a lot of it is just this like really sick, like ambient music.
1: Yeah. It's all very like uh, spacious piano melody type stuff. Yeah. And just like then they'll throw in like violin and stuff. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I fucking love that. Speaking of music, I, I totally brought this up just to plug this. Not okay. plug, but neon white. That fucking soundtrack oh, is yeah. so good, dude. Out. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's like if you're a fan of any like breakcore, jungle, DNB type stuff, like the Dreamcast stuff, it feels like it's Machine Girl. Yeah, and he's just uh, uh, doing that um, very well, very like modernized too. Yeah, and then the second half is um, reminds me of like ambient apex twin type stuff nice. uh or like kind of trip hop. i don't even know it's i've it's like a double album i've been listening to it for like the last three months straight it's crazy nice. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna
0: listen on the drive home because i i am one of those people who does listen to those youtube videos that are like jungle breakbeat dreamcast compilation you know it's like you know they do those there's just like a
1: bunch of like menu music from like old dreamcast games just like edited together for like a two hour youtube video and then it's like a deep fried version of like some obscure anime cover yep Uh like that's my shit (laughs) that
0: is my shit i have kind of been on that vibe too i've been going back to a lot of the old like jungle and like breakbeat and like big beat like mostly like European shit I listened to when I was a kid the like late nineties, early two thousands, like a lot of fucking like Ronnie size and like shit kind of in that vein. I don't know lately. It's just been the vibe, but then also those YouTube videos cause it sounds just like that shit, but just with like weird sound libraries. Like you can tell they were just doing it with like whatever the like sound library they had at the, the development house. It's like, okay, this is so sick. <laughs> I just love that shit. So I will, I will check that out. But you said you weren't even that big a fan of the game or anything. I haven't played the game you at all. The No, game. no. It's just, a, <laughs> I get that. Cause like I have games where just, it's just another machine girl album to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I've had that experience with like an artist that like does a soundtrack, but Also, there are games where like I did play it once, but then I just kept listening to the soundtrack over and over. Like at this point, I've spent way more time listening to the tunic soundtrack than I did like playing the game tunic. And I love that game. I should replay
1: it. But instead I'm just like, oh, guess I'll just play
0: the soundtrack into the
1: fucking dirt, you know? Yeah, and you can kind of be like trick your mind if you're working on something you can trick your mind until i'm playing the game yeah. i used to do i with skyrim soundtrack all the time oh, nice. like i'm in skyrim right now i'm not at work i'm not studying <laughs> gentle loot music yeah like, yeah absolutely i'm there baby. yeah yeah yo i'm in winter hold i gotta do that with the majula music Be like i'm playing dark souls oh, yeah. 2 right now <laughs> yeah yeah no you can definitely do that with majula theme four hours looped <laughs> yeah dude
0: <laughs> God. I need Dark Souls 2 on the Switch. Then I can really play Dark Souls 2 anywhere.
1: Yeah. Is it not out on the Switch at all? Okay. No, they've abandoned it. Oh, what about three? Is that on the Switch? No. I, I don't could they could the Switch handle three? Probably.
0: Yeah, that's a coin flip. Yeah. Maybe they know. could. I think. I think like the PC version of three on the lowest graphic settings is probably switchable, but two, no problem. Two looks like an Xbox 360 game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It may
0: have been an Xbox 360 game. Yeah. Probably around that era for sure. Yeah. I can't remember, but God, that game is so good. I'll never shut the fuck up about Dark Souls two, man. That shit rocks. (laughs) I technically haven't done a full episode on Dark Souls two also. So that's
1: surprising. Isn't that weird? that, That is weird. Coming soon, Dark Souls 2. In a world yeah, where all you know. he talks about bullshit <laughs> yeah. for two hours. No, In kidding. a world where only <laughs> one guy likes Dark Souls 2 and he won't shut the fuck up about it. It's, hey, have you guys heard about Dark Souls 2? <laughs> it's, it's called targeted marketing. Yeah. You're going to get that guy. And, <laughs> yeah. And he's going to give you all the money. I just imagine myself standing outside of like GameStop
0: and like waiting for people to like buy Elden Ring and be like hey if you like that oh
1: boy. <laughs> check out Dark Souls 2 <laughs> I mean there probably was a bit of that Just got it. well, man, no I, don't, I, don't I think it's the, not gu- like- the guys like that didn't like Dark Souls 2 <laughs> yeah plus they, do they really stand outside stores anymore do people go to stores I feel like, I feel like the last time people did that was when uh, there was a video of a uh, the, the Harry Potter where uh, uh, yeah. Dumbledore dies. You. <laughs> b- I've quoted that video
0: verbatim so many times on the show. That is still to this day probably my favorite video.
1: Hey, snake kills Dumbledore. No!
0: I think on my old soundboard, on my old computer, I had that
1: on there. Is, just, there, a, is there a Dark Souls 2 Dumbledore die that you can <laughs> scream at somebody?
0: Yeah, actually. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, yeah.
1: King <laughs> f- you f- you, f- you f-
0: I just love the way she shrieks it. Like It's just true agony. Like, yeah. She really Felt so much. And you
1: can like picture her in your mind. You don't need to see what she looks like or anything. Yeah, exactly. The video with it is is. like two pixels. Oh, yeah. It's like the
0: most crushed quality ever. Yeah, and I don't think
1: they even like focus on. It's just the audio. Cause like they're driving by. They're, yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, they're driving by, so you don't even see you. It's just audio. It's it's before people became cinematographers. Yeah, 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 of their daily lives. <laughs> yeah, which we love. Yeah,
0: we love. Yeah, that was totally shot on a flip phone, which is incredible. Um, I miss my flip phone every day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just the audio is so perfect. God, I love it. It's my favorite video. It's like, what? Like, what's better than that? Maybe Grave Stomping Reporter. We all like that one. So the, I just like a good sound. Like, that one, the, oh, oh, oh. Like, I need a good fucking sound. And the, the you bitch and, oh, 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 are like really good. I love that shit, man. You know? I'm all
1: about audio. I'm an audio guy. What can I say? Uh, I love, yeah. I love how you just said three words and it's like, Yes, I know. I know the sound that you made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we're it's gonna. A- I've said this before. Maybe I hope I haven't said it before on this fucking show. But <laughs> we're all gonna be just like. 85, 90 years old in the home, and we're gonna be quoting these fucking memes, these these eight second videos, and they're gonna be like, Okay, grandpa. Yeah. No, there's definitely (laughs) your fucking pudding. There's definitely gonna be like a new form of dementia
0: where you just speak in like sound bites of old memes. You're just like Road work ahead, I sure hope it does. And I'm like, okay. Wow, yeah. that,
1: that works for just old yeah. guy joke, yeah, for, for a millennium. Yeah. For sure.
0: they're just like, Okay, it's time to take your pills. DD Mega Doo <laughs> I just
1: what? made a DD Mega Doo
0: <laughs> and they're just like, Oh my god,
1: yeah, it's, it's they're gonna
0: have to diagnose it, they'll have commercials about it, it's yeah. gonna be great.
1: Well, yeah, we'll all be you know terminally strapped into whatever. Online or VR. Yeah. Is going on. oh, that's my plan, at least. Or you
0: know, dead in the water wars. I mean, that's probably... More yeah, no,
1: I mean, yeah, it's definitely either or.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no in between. No. Yeah. I plan on being killed in the water wars. <laughs> I mean, I plan to go down valiantly fighting, but yeah, also... Yeah. I'll be Dead. I want to be the Kevin Costner of the Water Wars, <laughs> like the Postman or Water World. Water world oh, yeah. right, right, right. Oh, right.
1: I guess that's the opposite of the war that we're fighting. <laughs> that's a yeah, different problem. They have too much water, yeah. I think. Is that the you know, I don't no dirt. They're looking for dirt the entire
0: movie. That's one of those movies that I've definitely been in the room while it's playing, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I've ever actually. That's like Kevin Costner. Kevin Gosner in the 90s was a dude who just made hella movies that you never actually watched, but you were in the room while they were <laughs> on. like dances with wolves. I mean, yeah. I have for sure been in at least one or two rooms where that movie's on. Have I watched it? No, 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 no. no. I have been to his casino. What? <laughs> he has a casino in. Um, uh. Fuck uh, in South Dakota. <laughs> that's, that's
1: how memorable it was. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> What's
0: the place in South Dakota with all the casinos? Oh,
1: uh, a fucking the they made a show about it. They made it. a show about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, God damn it! Now you're you're infecting me with your blank mind. Uh, Deadwood.
0: Dad, Deadwood. There we
1: go. That's he, it. So uh, Kevin Costner has a casino in Deadwood. In Deadwood, South Dakota. He Thaco- in Deadwood. Like was he involved, or did he just? He just, I, he's like, I have money and I need to spend it before I die. Let me. I think that. Because I don't <laughs> even think he's like, is he from South Dakota? What is that his would connect? Be, that'd be awesome and surprising, but I, I doubt it.
0: Yeah. But it's just like a shitty casino. Um, yeah. I can Im- I imagine. I can imagine. But it's got posters everywhere of his movies and it's got memorabilia. So it's kind of like the Hard Rock Cafe for like 90 just, year olds. Just him? Yeah. That's. Insane. Yeah. See, it's like Hard Rock Cafe is like, oh, that's like Flea's base. That's fucking whatever. It's- and this <laughs> is like, oh, that's Kevin Costner's suit he wore in that movie where he was the president.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just- his. <laughs> that's
0: his vest from the movie where he was a cowboy. Like, it's really fucking weird. Yeah. And it's like De- Deadwood is weird anyway, because like the center of town is like a little weird tourist trap. Yeah. It, it kind of looks like like. Imagine if the Strip in Las Vegas was the most depressing place on Earth. And that's basically like... Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Okay. Well, and the Strip in Las Vegas kind of already is. I mean, that's what I was... That's but just, I was okay, imagine, imagine
1: it was like small town. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. South Dakota. Sorry, yeah, yeah. 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 Imagine it's yeah. in South Dakota. Imagine it was uh, fucking... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's wall drug, but Las Vegas. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's just like shitty
1: like it's just like a bunch
0: of like fucking 95 year olds playing penny slots and then you can walk around and there's like kevin
1: costner memorabilia that sounds kind of awesome i kind of want to go now it is (laughs) one of the weirder places i've ever been in my life (laughs) all right we're gonna we're gonna play uh the bodyguard themed fucking (laughs) blackjack
0: Yeah, dude. I don't know.
1: Why have you been there? What?
0: Um, I guess uh, Deadwood. Yeah. It's a long story. I used to have family in South Dakota.
1: Okay. my My family is from South Dakota. Oh, okay. Yeah. My mom's side of the family. Yeah.
0: Same. My mom's side of family was uh is from South Dakota. Crazy. Yeah. It's really weird because there's like Lebanese people in South Dakota.
1: Wouldn't have guessed. (laughs) Yeah. They came over
0: in like the 20s or something.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then my my dad is an immigrant. Like, what are you gonna see? You're gonna see the Black Hills, Mount Rushmore, and then Deadwood. Yeah,
0: and Deadwood sucks. I mean, the the Black Hills are beautiful. So the coolest thing you can do is drive around the the Black Hills. Yeah, that's yeah. the best thing that I did when I was there. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's I, like
1: fucking Mars. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. And then like, yeah, you go to Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore is fine. It's I guess it's like it's really big and you can get pretty close to it so it's kind of like whoa like that's like a really it's like whoa if like Evangelion was real this would be like me standing (laughs) in front of its head like that one shot but then you think about that they like fucked up a mountain to carve some like assholes into it yeah it's it's
1: really indulgent it's it's kind (laughs) of that's the only like awesome factor about it you're like wow they really did that
0: (laughs) (laughs) but then you like think for two seconds of like the why of it and you're like I don't want to live in this country <laughs> anymore.
1: Yeah. And then they tried to half-ass uh, crazy horse. Yeah. They're, they're like <laughs> just under, con- just fucking scaffolding under construction for so many years. A hundred and, years. Yeah. Is it? Did they finish that? No, I don't think so. God. I think the person who like was doing it like died or something. Jesus like something. Christ. I can't remember what the deal was, but yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's still unfinished. The last time I was there
0: was many years ago and it, it was unfinished. And so I was like, probably just gonna be like that, we did right? a tour and we like got to like go up like almost onto it oh it, that was sick
1: that's cool but yeah yeah
0: i mean the landscape in south dakota is amazing you go into any town and you're just like well this place is terrible <laughs> but the landscape really cool you know you got badlands black hills lots of little things in there the rocks of the moon or whatever yeah there's lots of cool shit um they
1: love hollow night too
0: <laughs> they love Hollow Knight out there. They play it on their switches because they don't have electricity. <laughs> it's a wilderness out there, man. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now I'm just thinking about my grand. My grandma was a hoarder and they had like a hoarder house.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. And that
0: was like actually scary. But I do remember just finding weird shit there and just being like, what? Stacks in these. Did you go
1: there when you were like a kid? Yeah. Like, that's got to be, like, freaky when you're a kid because you're like, this is not normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they had a room of just dolls. Oh, Jesus. And they slept <laughs> in it.
0: I slept in the doll room.
1: No. God. Oh, no, dude. Oh, yeah. that's the worst. Like, sleep, like being in a scary room is fine, but sleeping in a scary room? We, we were on tour one time in Arkansas, and, like, the place we stayed at, like, literally, I was like, somebody... Was murdered or OD'd on heroin in this room, and then, yeah, didn't get much sleep that night. Yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine Doll Room was probably similar no. experience. <laughs> doll
0: Room was so scary. Yeah, tour you end up in some kind of fun places like that. We had one tour where Capital F. Uh, fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah. We had one tour where it was like every place we stayed was like just like unbelievable like truly unbelievable but i think the best where we stayed at our friend's house and the first thing he said when he opened the door was sorry about all the trash <laughs> and we we're like i'm yeah. just gonna start
1: saying that when people come over my house yeah, oh sorry about all sorry the about all
0: the trash and he was not joking around uh that was a very ghost place but the other place the last night of that i think it was oh no it couldn't have been but it was like maybe the second or third to last night of the tour we played at this place. It, it was the same name, but they had moved the venue. And, previ- <laughs> and previously, it was just like a little storefront. This looked like anything, any storefront,
1: you know? Oh, I thought you were saying that was the name of the like, <laughs> venue, little storefront. Know, that would have been
0: <laughs> tight. No, I can't remember what it was called, actually. But it was this tiny little storefront. And then we just stayed at the dude who owned it, like his house, you know? And then the next time we came through, he's like, we moved into a much bigger place. You can stay there, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, man. We go, it's this gigantic, like historic theater. Like, it looks like we're going to fucking get assassinated there. You know, (laughs) like just some wild shit. And I was like, well, this place is crazy. Like, it's really cool. And it's like, oh, like, where do we stay? And it's like, oh, you just like, it's basically where the old like box was, you know, like to watch a show, like the old private box. That's where they had us stay. Oh my God. <laughs> but so we go up there, there's no lights. No. It's super <laughs> creepy and it's like fucking burning hot in this one, just in this one zone. And it was like the most like haunted ass shit. I
1: was just going to say, yeah, there's no way there's not some, some ghosts. Yeah. Something.
0: It was scary and I was super uncomfortable. I do not remember like really sleeping. It was just kind of like existing with my eyes closed. those like... are the best
1: sleeps, dude. The <laughs> ones you like remember every hour. They're yeah. like, you're like hour two. Hour three. Yeah. Oh, I heard yeah. a creak. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are those are fun. I just
0: remember we all kept waking up and talking to each other. And just been like, oh my God, I'm so hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the only
1: way you get through that shit is yeah. like you like trauma bond while it's happening. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a fun tour. <laughs> that was like I think Cole joined our band hollow boys like right before that tour so he slept in all those places too it was amazing yeah it's a good
1: introduction yeah
0: everywhere we slept was just burning hot there was one place where oh yeah he couldn't stay because there were cats and he's allergic oh and they would just let him piss everywhere so the place was like kind of trash so he slept out in the car but then he got like burnt up by the sun and so he oh, like God. moved outside and just slept on like the sidewalk <laughs> and then got like woken up by someone and I was like are you okay he's like yeah
1: he's like yeah <laughs> just sober just yeah, passed yeah. out on the grass yeah just someone's so- like look at this poor soul <laughs> i'll never hot. be like him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: you know it's hey it's like what i learned from hollow knight sometimes life is bugs <laughs>
1: Sometimes, sometimes you wake up with bugs on you. Sometimes you're the bug. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Remember that. Remember that. Listener. Sometimes embrace the bu- being the bug in your life. Sometimes the bug is you.